Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it is that time of the week that we speak to our man Trent Thomas. He is the uh, managing director uh, and publisher of Media Week. He's a regular on a Monday and happy to say he's on the line. G'day, Trent. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me again. It's not Monday without a Zoom call with you. <laughs> can, can you just tell me where you are? Because I thought, oh, great, you've finished unpacking uh, for, the new, for the new digs that we heard about last week. I think my theme is I've never had the same background for any of our Zoom calls. I've always been in a different spot. Today I'm in my high school study at my mum's. I've got all of my stuff from high school behind me. But um, keep it, keeping it different, Jimmy. <laughs> always mixing it up. Uh, Maybe really? next week it'll be Hawaii. Who knows? Wow. No, we would be, well, we'd be very jealous with that. That's what we would be. Uh, all right, mate. I, I reckon uh, we'll get to the TV numbers very shortly, but I think the most interesting thing that's happened over the course of the last week, and, and it dropped on Monday night, Tuesday morning, so we just missed it last week, but Amazon have bought the rights to ICC cricket. So this is the international, the World Cups, the T20s, the Test Championship for the next four years. Uh, exclusively to be broadcast in Australia. Did you see this one coming and give us your impact on what it's going to have on the domestic broadcasters? Yeah, so what was interesting, like obviously everybody was bidding and you kind of expected that you would kind of see your more usual Channel 9 or even Paramount. Um, so obviously Paramount would have benefited from getting a sports package like this, especially using Paramount Plus to paywalls, a very similar plan to what Amazon had. Um, cricket rights have been in, in it like, like a real interesting thing where you see the local channels really deprioritize overseas cricket. Like if it's not in Australia in the right time zone, then they've never bidded very aggressively. But if you look at the results of the Test Championship and the overseas Ashes this year, yeah. then it shows Australians the consumer is willing to tune in at funkier time zones to watch it. So um, it made sense as low-hanging fruit for Amazon to be able to come in and get it because that's never something people aggressively bid on. But I think the larger conversation is how is this going to shift the market value of everything moving forward? Is Amazon going to be more aggressive in bidding against Foxtel for the STV rights next time they expire? Are they going to be more aggressive? aggressive in targeting um, more local uh, sports like NRL and AFL because cricket made sense because Amazon sees it as a global sport and it probably aligns with strategies that they have for content in India, Pakistan, South Africa. And so they under, they probably have inter people there that understand cricket. 
so that made sense. Um, but talking to executives at pretty much every free-to-air um, and a few STV broadcasters, they were basically like, we'll just pay what we think it's worth, and if someone from overseas wants to pay more, they can have it. But there, there doesn't seem to be much of an interest going into a potential recession and economic headwinds to get into bidding wars on these rights, especially if they're not considered to be absolute premiums. You'll yep. like, I think they're like, we're just get like, I think people like Fox tell their strategies as long as we have the NRL, the AFL, and the domestic summer of cricket, the rest is gravy. Um, there's probably some things like F1 is probably worth a lot more to someone like Foxtel than a lot of these other kind of international second tier options. But I think a lot of the strategy everyone's doing is very tentpole where they're just trying to get the absolute cream of the crop. And if they can do deals that make sense financially for the rest, they will, but they're not going to enter a bidding war with Amazon or Netflix or Paramount Plus Global. Yeah. And it's really interesting you talk about that as a global strategy with cricket because they're a global sport, but this is a very local market too. So um, making sure you're aware of that. We did the numbers last week. We were talking about it. There's 82% penetration of Amazon Prime into US households. It's 22% in Australia. So there's that they would see that as a massive opportunity. And, and you're right. Those, those more domestic sports like your NRL and your AFL are going to be the ones that are going to be really interesting to see what these behemoths do later. Their domestic model um, makes a lot of sense. I just need people to try it because if you use Amazon to shop, it makes no sense not to have Amazon Prime Video. Like you basically get it for free if you shop enough. So I think I think their strategy is just to find things that get people to get it once and then they won't get it. It's also so cheap. I think Amazon has a pretty good retention rate as opposed yes. to some of the other apps. So I think their, their goal is to just get people to try it. And I think, you know, the World Cup is probably the perfect product. People will say, I'll get Amazon for a month and then they'll just never get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Tracy from Cordor, who's a very good shopper. So we get great value out of our $6.99 for the Prime membership on a monthly basis. All right, mate. Um, let's have a look at the numbers coming out over the course of the weekend. Very difficult from a BBL perspective because we had match abandoned and then match abandoned, which was a little strange. But Friday night, we had a cracking game at the SCG. What were the BBL numbers like coming out of the, the Friday night in particular? Yeah, they were they were solid. Like you can't really like complain when you look at um like I said, it's hard to make like real heads and tails of it all at the moment because of the washed out ones and there's only a few um games to actually look at. But if you look at like Thursday you had three hundred and eighteen thousand on seven. Like I'd be really happy with that. Yep. And then another hundred thousand on um Foxtel. That's like a total for 28 before, as I say every week, you factor in regional, BVOD, KO. Um, so, and I think even on Sunday, they did, you know, 182,000 on seven and 85,000 on Fox. And for Sunday, that, you know, that's not bad at this time of the year. The BBL's never been a um, high volume, and there's never been a quality play by seven it's always been a quantity play of filling out the summer schedule with something that's going to bring in a decent number every night it's never going to be a million people tuned in to watch the bbl it's a niche product it's made more for 
people that are casual sports watchers that want to watch sport are made for more rusted on cricket fans. There's not the same crossover to it as if you had um, rugby league or AFL. Rugby league AFL will probably struggle with some of the time slots they give BBL anyways, like Tuesday yeah. nights. Like, you know, like, so it's hard to assess because uh, if you can get a product to get 300,000 on a Tuesday night in December, then that's pretty good. Like a Tuesday night, um, 300,000 in March, not very good. So it's also kind of looking at the context of these numbers and the numbers that sport are doing as well. So I think they would overall be, they'd be happy, but they need to see the whole season, how it plays out and how it play. And a lot of it's also ranking where it ranks composed yeah. the other shows, which we haven't been able to figure out fully because it's only been running for a, a small drip. And, and that's the thing, like we, they wanted to get a really strong momentum build up. Then they've got the Perth test match. That's going to go into prime time as well. So there'll be no BBL uh, on those nights and you've got to put aside five nights for that. And then the, now you get the two uh, abandoned matches and that, that really does have an impact on that one. What about A-League and NBL? And there's some distressing news for A-League executives, right? And a big shout-out to your friends at Paramount Plus, right? Uh, who, who would have thought that the A-League on Channel 10 would be going neck-to-neck -neck with the figure skating on SBS? But here we are, both registered 31,000 Metro viewers. It was figure skating highlights. It wasn't even live. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just one of those quirky things. Where 31,000 is roughly what the A-League's always done. I just don't think people expected uh, figure skating to come in so red hot. <laughs> um, I can't hear it. Was it... Um... But what was the name of the the movie? Um, Blades of Fury or Blades of Glory? Blades of Glory with uh, Will Ferrell and yes. uh, the guy from the Pauline Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Both for Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, very good. Hey, um, mate, this is our my last week on the afternoon show. So I reckon um, as of next week, you'll be you'll be having a break. So you, you <laughs> us from. You could zoom us from Hawaii if you would like to. Um, just uh, to show I, hope, I, hope, I hope Julian and Tess have a great summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Um, but, mate, in all seriousness, I really want to thank you for all that you've done for us over the course of the year. It's been fantastic. Um, keeping us up to date. Uh, give you some great insight. I know the listeners appreciate it. So a big thank you to you, Trent. Thanks, Jimmy. I've had a great year. Always appreciate getting to be a radio star for five minutes a week. <laughs> and now a TV star via Zoom. <laughs> You've got to remember that. Good on you, mate. You have a great Christmas break. Thanks. You too.